Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are so excited about today's guest, our first castmate to join us on the pod. He first captured the hearts of women everywhere as Blackie on General Hospital before committing to the role that would propel him to superstardom and follow him for the rest of his life. Uncle Jesse on Full House. To Jody and me, he is just John, or Mud as we affectionately call him. His new memoir, If You Would Have Told Me, is an incredibly poignant and heartfelt look inside John's life and legacy. I cried more times than I can count. Without further ado, the man with the megawatt smile and the best head of hair in Hollywood, we love and adore him, John Stamos. Hi, ladies. John! Hey! Welcome to How Rude Tanneritos. Hello! We are so excited you're here. I am so excited. First of all, let me say something to you too. I love oh, you okay. both so much. I am so proud Aww. of the both of you. Um, you've just turned into the kind of people that I hope my son turns into. Um, I just love you both. I'm again. You've done so much great work in the world. You've overcome obstacles. You you you're nice people. You're good mothers, and I just love you. And that's Aww. it. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, John, for joining us. Thank you for joining us. I love you. <laughs> That's Please all you need to, to know, just everyone. Just give compliments at any time and then disappear. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Trying to play the Aww. theme song. But... Do you remember when we sang to you, uh, Teddy Bear? And all... Oh, that was Michelle, huh? That was Michelle, the Teddy Bear. What did we sing Are you, pl- to you? Are you playing yeah, it right we... now? Oh, he's got a guitar. All right. Ooh. Play us a ballad. And go. Play, play um, uh, 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 Venus. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> just watched that episode. Yeah. We just watched the episode. It was amazing. They got I can't us remember. on the mountaintop. Who sang that? Did you, Andrea? Uh, yes, you and me. We, I sang it. And we were yeah. the bangles. DJ and Kimmy were the bangles, and you the were bracelets. Giving, the bracelets. Oh, the bracelets. Yeah, the bracelets. Yes. And oh, um, bracelets. you were teaching DJ how to play guitar horribly, by the way. Or and she was guys, horrible, not you. Yeah. I've, I've listened to a few of these, and the first one, you guys claim that you never watched the show. You guys watched the show. I never watched Jody. the show. I don't watch the show. No, I mean I had seen the pilot. I had seen like bits and pieces of clips or whatever, but I never watched it when it was on TV. I didn't tune into like TGIF or anything. I'm sure my parents did, but I was like, okay, okay. it's fine. I don't need it. It was weird. All the the rest of the years, you just never. uh, Your kids? Did your girls watch it? They did. Eh, Not really. No, they didn't. Yeah, they were like, eh, whatever. They weren't really that impressed. They're not impressed fair. with their parents. Like, yeah, no, they're, not, they're no, never impressed. Weird. You're like, oh, God. It's Billy mom. watches yeah. it, but only to get stuff to mock me. Like, right, um, that's, yeah. Like, yeah. Your kids yeah. Are, like Billy, Welcome. go clean up the, the toys. You got it, dude. Right, yeah. He does? Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> he said the other day, he, go, he goes, uh, it was after Halloween, and he had a whole drawer full of, of candy. And he's right. like, Dad? <clears throat> yes. You know my candy drawer? Yeah. Because I'm going to eat all the candy. I said, no, you're not. He goes, yes, I am. I go, uh, why? Because I have a secret. I said, well, we don't keep secrets in this house. We don't have secrets. Mm. He goes, okay, but um, I have a secret. I'm like, what is it? I saw you kissing another girl. <laughs> and I'm going to tell mom. I go, um, was it Aunt Becky? He goes, yes. I said, you're grounded. Get in your room. <laughs> and it wasn't a kiss. It wasn't a real kiss. He goes, no, you guys were kissing. <laughs> he's he's, oh. he's ragging me on it. He said, you, I saw your lips. How could it be not a real kiss? I, that's true. I, I mean, that's very hard explaining that to a, a kid. They're like, I saw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is this podcast going? Great. I mean, there should be a full house podcast for years. I've been saying it and you guys did yeah. it. Dave has his. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. Everywhere you look, there's a there's a new Full House podcast. That's true. Everywhere you look. We've had a really yeah. good time finding weird, random things in the set that we do remember. With strange props, okay. things like mm-hmm. that. We have a whole Everywhere You Look segment where we pick up on random little things in the in the background. I like probably Joey's have Joey's mannequin in the alcove. Oh, right, yes, right, right. yes. We've talked about that, how you have stolen the couch, mm-hmm. the, red, yeah. the red front door. Yeah. What else are you holding out on us that we don't know that you... Well. Today I'm going to I'm going to uh, reveal that I have one of the Olsen twins in my garage. <laughs> Can't tell which one, but right, she's got a lot of money, <laughs> and she can design clothes it's, for you. So right, perfect. Right, right, right. Let's get into it. Let's. Oh. You remember? I know you guys read the book, and I appreciate that. And I um, I went it back to really Andrea's wonderful. book and listened to it. I told you Andrea a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I mm-hmm. I guess one that came out. I uh, you sent me one. And I kind of grazed it, and I looked and. But listening to it this time, I was really, I really felt for you. It was really beautiful writing and you were very, um, you know, forthcoming with, with issues that I didn't even know you had. And, oh. uh, you know, we, we sort of all lost touch for a few crazy years there, but um, right. it was really beautiful. And, and, um, and Jody, I know you've written about 18 books. And, uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. I've only written uh, just the one, just the one, but it the feels one, like yeah, it was 18 really years ago. One. I've got you. A, did you narrate it or Britney Spears? Who did the audio of it? <laughs> Uh, I I actually never did an audiobook of it. Right. I don't think because mm. this was like it came out in '09. I mean, it was it came out a long time ago, so it right. was kind of in the era of, like I don't know that we were doing Do like the, the as many of the audible books and stuff. But I found mm-hmm. that really the, the the hardest part. Did you, Andrea? What was the hardest part for you? Doing the audio. Well, all oh, doing the audio. Part. Really? I mean, it, it was. Um, I was thinking, what part of the book was the hardest oh, oh, for you to probably, write? All of it. I'll tell you that about <laughs> that, but. 
Um, oh. The audio I thought was going to be so e like I was really looking forward to it because I listened to audio books all the time and um, okay. it was hard. It took me like I said, "How long would it take?" And they said, "Well, you'll have five or six days." I took like thirty-two days or something because you're cold wow. reading your life, you know, the, for the first time. Right, out loud. right, right. I was yeah. like, Man, I did yeah. this. I'm like, uh, and I, you know, I rewrote. And then you're like, "Did I? I don't want to. I, I take all this back. Never mind. Just yeah. kidding." Well, <laughs> right? How did you feel? Is this going to be out now? And you too, Jody. Like, wasn't it? It's so, I, I started out to write like a hero book, like I did this and I did that, you know, and then it mm -hmm. automatically, you know, very soon became a, a human story. And mm -hmm. and I had to really dig deep to, I, when I, and I started to tell the absolute truth about stuff and I stumbled upon this line without um, anything less than the truth is paralysis. And so mm -hmm. I was like, oh crap, now I gotta That's go by that. And, um, yeah. and it was just, uh, Cathartic, yes, but it was it was hard, what, right? I mean, yeah. what did you guys feel when you had to write all that? I mean, I'll never forget going, like after I'd written the book and then going and starting my press tour and I was doing right. the Today Show. Uh, and I I had this moment, my first interview was the Today Show. I think it was Matt Lauer. That tells you how long ago that was. Uh, but it was... Um, <laughs> He's a beacon of, uh, you know, good, solid <laughs> well, person. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, but... Uh, it, it was, I remember thinking the night before, I was like, what have I done? Yeah. yeah what yeah, have I what done? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh no. You, you know what I mean? And then it yes. was, but then there was a sense, also a sense of freedom once you kind of step off that ledge and mm -hmm. just tell the truth and tell your story and right. tell all of your, you know, faults and everything that you think right. is so scary. And you find that people respond to it really wonderfully and positively and supportively. And then you're like, oh. Oh, actually, like that was terrifying at first, but it was very freeing and very, um, yeah, like you said, cathartic. Very, yeah. It was like therapy for me to write yeah. some of these innermost feelings that I hadn't really unpacked ever in my life. That's but I was forced to yeah. by writing these deep chapters where you're writing about your difficult times, the times right. when you've struggled. Um, I mean, these are really personal moments. And so that's. It's cathartic, it's therapeutic, and and like Jody said, terrifying. terrifying you know, that, yeah. the night before it's released into the public. Right. And then you, yeah. but then then it goes from that to terrifying to like everybody's knowing your business and they're saying, "Oh my God, you're so brave and brave." Huh? And then it goes to, "My God, you helped me. I had the same issue. Mm -hmm. I haven't, yeah. you know." And there's a couple of things that I, a lot of I, they asked me to write a book a couple times over the years. I was like, "No, no, no, no. I don't. I can't write. How? I didn't even know." I couldn't even know, like, where do I, where do I even start? I know nothing about writing right. a book. Mm -hmm. I can rewrite stuff. You, you guys have been there for right. that. Um, but <laughs> oh, yes. I many, many I, scenes. Yeah, I can't, um, I never wrote anything. So I kept saying no. And then I thought, oh, oh, the only thing anyone wants to hear is, you know, who I slept with. And I'm not going to talk about that, which is only about four people. Um, and sure. And, um, <laughs> so then I became a dad and I sobered up and then Bob died and, and they read the mm -hmm. uh, the obituary thing that I did in the, in the LA Times said you're a good writer I'm like I don't even remember writing that and, and then I said well let that's me that's usually the best writing is when you go back and you read it and you're like I don't I wrote that yeah wow that's mm -hmm. weird <laughs> yeah and then, mm -hmm. and then I thought the um, right yeah and then I thought I have all these letters from my mom and I know you guys do too. Mm -hmm. And I, you probably have seen my mom's notes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I thought, yes. okay, that makes sense. So I called my sisters. I got all of them. And I sort of lined them up. I said, okay, here's a road oh. map. I, and I, and I put the, all the letters in here, um, as you can see of my mom's and they, I put the actual, you know, her writing and everything. Uh, I loved so, that part. I was, yeah. It was so cool. special. 
Yeah, like such this. a great window into Aww. Loretta's love for you. And you guys yeah. knew her. So Here, let me let me read this one. It's nice. It says, "Dear Ooh, son, okay. don't release your memoir the same day as Britney Spears." Come on, mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys. Well, that, uh, you know. Well, I mean, you know. Yeah, well, it's it's fine. You guys, um, you knew my mom and my dad, and yeah. I knew your parents and Andrea. Oh, you know, we miss your mom. Did you ever talk yeah. about that she was Winter? How's your Winter? She, oh, Andrew's yeah, we mom. I just told okay. that story. We, yep. Just told that story of Winter that, birthday. Winter that birthday. beautiful you text you sent me. I actually read the text and, and teared up because I've saved it. You sent it to me like three years ago. Oh, really? Just a few months after my mom passed. And it was it was the day of your mom, of Loretta's birthday. And Billy was asking everyone, you know, when's your birthday? When's your birthday? Oh, and yeah. And it, yeah. it reminded you of my mom and you sent me this beautiful text and I cried and I... I've saved it because I just want to read it forever. It was so special and loving and what a beautiful gift that, and you do this all the time too. You, you, yeah. you're like that. You'll just send random texts out of the blue saying, I'm thinking of you and I love yeah. you. And that's, um, it's very much like Bob. Too. Oh yeah. That's Bob what yeah. That as well. I, think, I think I got that from him. He never left anything on the table and that's, you know, mm-hmm. I, you guys know it's, uh, it's really, um, his legacy that we have to continue, which is like, just tell yeah. everybody that you love him, you care about him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And tell them that you're busy. Tell them that you're very busy while telling <laughs> Bob, them that you yeah. love them. Yeah. I talk about them in almost every interview because if I don't, it, it'll the He's weather gets really you. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he'll he'll haunt you. Yeah, I have a picture of him hanging over my um, my desk up here that was an actual little painting that somebody did. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just always he's just always up here. So I make sure and make inappropriate jokes just so that he. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> what do you think people want to know? I mean, this is so cool that we're all talking together. We, we as you guys have probably talked about, and people listening know that we've we've stayed very close over the years. Although, you know, Bob was was the guy who kept us all together. He was, so, yeah, yeah. He, he was he the was patriarch. A, yeah, yeah. And he, he was, was a, a nag too. He would call you. And, <laughs> Just well, you couldn't I, tell him no because you knew he wasn't going to give it up, and you weren't. You weren't that wasn't the end of it. You know what right, I mean? If right, you're like, no, right. I gotta, you would be like, you'd hear the guilt and the thing, and the, okay, well, you know. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure every one of our listeners can attest that we all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and I carry around quite a few of them myself. I know when I bottle up my problems and emotions, it can start to have a negative effect in my day to day life. Therapy is my safe space where I can get things off my chest and figure out how to solve the things that are weighing me down. Seriously, therapy is an amazing tool to help you be the best version of yourself. And whether you're aiming to set new boundaries, something that is sometimes missing in our episodes, uh, (laughs) or learn positive coping skills, or learn to heal from trauma, therapy can help. With BetterHelp, all you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowRude today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowRude. I need to get away. Pack up the car and break free to embark on an adventurous weekend. What do you say, A.B.? Will you, uh, will you come with me? Well, how will we get there, Jody Sweeten? Well, may I suggest the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. 
Oh, I have seen this car. It is stunning. Right? I am loving the new Hyundais. And the features make it the perfect vehicle to pack up the family and get away. There's available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, which is perfect when you have two kids who both want to stare at their phones rather than talk to you. I speak Mm. from experience. (laughs) Relatable. The Santa Fe's entire existence is to make sure it can take you on any adventure, stress-free, and ready to relax. Ooh, what do you say, Andrea? How about we like, you know, time travel isn't real, but what if we like take it back to the uh, the late 80s and go on a phone-free weekend somewhere? Oh, yes. Let's go. Let's go to Joshua Tree <gasps> where there's not even cell there's cell, no- cell phone service. Perfect. We let's go on a let's go on a little weekend trip somewhere. Yeah. Out we'll make we'll make it like it's 1988, no yes. phones, no nothing. I'm going to braid my hair into a rat tail and <laughs> Bring a guitar to sing like a ripper. It's going to be great. I'm going to put my hair up in a scrunchie with my with perm, my permed hair, Ugh. and uh, head on out in in the Hyundai. So, if you want to just escape your house filled with kids or your sister's widowed husband and your jingle writing partner, just go up to the snow and sing a cappella with your rippers bandmates. This is the car to do it. Well, that is if you don't already own a motorcycle and maybe have a helmet. <laughs> Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The two hardest you know chapters. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Andrea. Well, I, well I, I might be talking about what you're about to talk about, which is the last chapter of your book, which details the day that you found out Bob passed, mm-hmm. and then the immediate aftermath, the weeks following that. And I had never, I never, I've never talked to you guys about that day and how we found out when Bob passed, and so That's that was true. really cathartic for me just to read those emotions and revisit. Those feelings, what did you like, learn? that punch. Like what, what, what parts? I didn't like know how, how you we... found out how you, you were driving Billy around. He was napping right. and mm-hmm. then you pulled over and like just fell to your knees in the well, middle I, of his parking lot. I got a call a few weeks before from my publicist on the weekend and he was like, he called and Caitlin answered. He couldn't get me. I was asleep and Caitlin answered. Uh, he called Caitlin and she said, and he said, is John okay? And it was like, yeah, why? He's sleepy. You want me to wake him up? And he's like, no, no, no. Uh, we, I just got a call from TMZ and they said, sources said that John went down in a, in a plane crash near San Diego, private plane. And what? clearly their sources were wrong because, you know, oh, yeah. sleep. Two weeks later, Matt gets the same call about something about Bob. So he calls, mm-hmm. calls me and I, and I pulled over because, yeah, Billy was, I was driving him around to fall asleep in the back and I pulled over in the, the commons over here. I talked to him and said, is, is Bob okay? I'm like, what do you mean is Bob okay? I don't know. He's just, you know. Right. I said, well, uh, have you talked to him today? I said, no, he's on the road. I'm sure he's, he's fine. He played some show last night. Okay, well, I'm just, why, Matt, why? Well, I got a call. Sources say, I go, so, your sources can kiss my ass because last week right. they had me dying him <laughs> right. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, he said, okay, okay. So I, I called Bob, didn't answer, texted him a couple times, didn't answer, called Kelly, didn't answer. Then I get mm-hmm. a text from Candace saying mm-hmm. that she got a DM from somebody in Florida saying, hey, I'm sorry to have yeah. to tell you this, but Bob died. And my sister's a cop on the scene. Yeah. And Candace was like, you better not mm-hmm. be kidding. She said, I'll send you the police report. Whatever. 
So I'm I'm reading this thinking, oh no, this is too many, you know, Matt and this. So then I called Mm -hmm. Candace and she explained it to me. As I'm talking to Candace, um, Kelly calls me and she's just wailing. And I just hit the asphalt with my knees. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. uh, Yeah, they're the same thing. Yeah. What a gut punch. What a gut punch. Uh, this call, beginning of this episode is just like the colonoscopy and, and um, mammogram uh, uh, start from oh, the last Oh, did you episode. listen to that? <laughs> That's the one I think. Yes. That's what I'm well, saying. hey, we talk about everything um, on this show. Nothing's on no, it's, it's HRT, just, which is also hormone replacement therapy. That's the, the, the acronym of the podcast. Like <laughs> That's it. our target it's audience. Yeah. yeah, it's our target audience. <laughs> So that was the, I thought that was going to be the hardest chapter of the Bob. And then the first okay. chapter when I got a DUI and it was this horrific, you know, my lowest point in right. my life. And I was going to meet Bob at the Palm. I thought those two yeah. were going to be the hardest. The oh, two wow. hardest were the mm. Full House uh, uh, chapters. Really? Yeah. Because. And was it hard to remember or hard to talk about those times or why, why was it difficult? Because I know how important the show was to so many people. I didn't know why. And okay. Jeff was over here a couple of weeks ago and he said, um. He said, when did you come? He's writing a book too, Jeff Franklin. He said, when did you come to terms with Full House? I said, when I wrote this, when I actually sat down, pen to paper, computer, because I've always, you know, my feeling of it, it was a double-edged sword and you guys probably had some of it. Yeah, very, very similar where you're like, I love this and it gave me sort of the career that I have, but also at the same time, like I can do other things too, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's such a special place in people's heart. Yes, so I wanted to do it justice, and so I didn't. I, I get it was the last two chapters I wrote. I just kept writing, blah blah blah, blah, blah and you know it's eight years too, as you guys know, and there was a lot of people, right. a lot of things involved. So I started off with the reading of the pilot, and it was at the it was at the Century Plaza Hotel, and I talk about um, I was you know I was on General Hospital, and I you know worked, and I was the big star of the thing, and. You know, and and you know when it, when it was pitched to me, look, I always wanted to be on a Gary Marshall right. type show. You know, Gary actually helped right. me get the get the job, and he also told me get a catchphrase. Everybody, Fonzie, right. <laughs> everybody, right. get a catchphrase. Sitcom yeah. one hundred and one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you guys know it's the mm-hmm. name of your podcasts. Uh, <laughs> podcast. Thanks, Gary so, Marshall. And 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 Billy, now he's 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 asking about catchphrases. He wanted to know everyone's catchphrase. And what did DJ have one? He said, "Oh, my lanty." He goes, "What's that?" But he <laughs> his deal is he just puts baby at the end of everything. I'm going to the bathroom, baby. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm picking my nose, baby. That's, the apple doesn't fall far oh, from far, the tree. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I wonder where he gets that. He, his humor is closer to Bob's than to mine. Wow. He's yeah. dirty and funny. So That's um, great. I thought I was going to be on this show. So they told me, because it was a Miller Brett show, oh, this is going to be like Bosom Buddies, but you're, there's three of you and no cross-dressing until maybe season two or three. And the uh-huh. kids are like, you know, mm, kids are back here, you know. Okay, Bosom Buddies, that sounds fun, a comic, a musician. Right. And um, and then they were doing a lot of work on the casting of the of you girls. And I was like, boy, Jeff's putting a lot of effort into kids that are going to be in the background. But, you know. <laughs> so I walk into the reading, like the like I think I'm the big shot, you know, and your your mom's knew me from General Hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. Candace's, my mom was like, it's Blackie. It's Blackie. Oh, my yeah. God. Right. Candace's uh, mom and sisters, I think. And I walk in and so... We start the reading, and I wrote it all pretty cool. Did you see, like, I actually put the script in the in the book? Yeah, like, for yeah, the thing. right. And I sit down, and I get this big applause, and everybody, and then we start, and then you, you, mainly Jody, <laughs> blew the mm-hmm. roof off the place, and every <laughs> joke that you got, I slipped a little further in my seat like this, 
and they were laughing so friggin' hard they couldn't even hear my lines. And I'm like, oh my god! And I remember running out to the lobby, and I had a quarter, and I jammed it in, into the, the the phone, and I called my manager, like, get me the f off this show, it's romper room. <laughs> You know what? I, it's so funny, too, because I remember when you first told that story, I was like, really? I intimidated John? For sure. You still at, do. At, at age five, too. At age <laughs> you still five. Do. Um, I mean, it, it's just that story to me, like, was so funny because it was I was like, wow, I had, you know, it's just funny to hear the things that I don't really remember. I sort of vaguely mm-hmm. remember the, you know, the 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 table read, but. Like hearing it from the adults around us, what their perspective was, like hearing it from you and Dave and Jeff and, you know, all these, and Bob and what their experience was. It's crazy. Yeah. What have you, how what, long did that feeling last of you wanting to get the F off of Full House? Eight seasons. And how did you eight, resolve, yeah, how did you resolve eight, that? Eight and a half seasons, actually. Well, that's a good question. I mean, first of all, it was, so I started to, I started to get into it, obviously. And I knew that you guys were, you kids were, you know, were, we're going to be huge stars on there. And, and instead of being like a dad on Webster or something, I said, I got to get in the middle of this. And I, you know, I, I nurtured the Michelle Jesse relationship, which just, which pissed Bob off even more. Mm-hmm. This first chapter of, of the full house stuff is called your baby's a pig, which was the, <laughs> one of the lines. which mm-hmm. is one of the lines that we were like, wow, Jesse's calling children pigs. Yeah. Hey. I know, huh? And yeah, I, I was so worried that you, you know, we're going to steal the show, which you did. But that line was the highest testing line of the whole pilot. So there. Um, <laughs> uh, credit so I, where credit is due. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And Bob and I, you know, we just didn't like each other for, for a, a good long time, as you guys probably remember. And it wasn't that I didn't think he was talented or funny. I, I mean, I thought he was a genius. I just wouldn't tell him, you know, until years later. <laughs> That's right. Um, and he, you know, he... His process was very different than mine, as you guys remember. And I came from mm-hmm. working with Jack Klugman on the show right before and where we'd break apart every scene and we'd talk it out. And, and Bob just wanted to take a fork and stab his penis with it and say, I hate my penis. <laughs> you know, it, it, that Right. Iconic, and just be an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so, so the Indiana Jones the thing. In, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but, and unfurling your inside. I mean, it was just, and people were like, what is wrong with you guys? And you're like, I couldn't explain it to you if I tried. And I don't know why, but it will always be funny to us. It's just Bob, yeah. Well, yeah. you guys missed, so you wouldn't, so we'd have notes at the end of the, like one, a couple of the days or whatever. And you guys missed those, those days. Mm-hmm. I should show, you know, I was thinking. The kids didn't get to go to the notes. Thank yeah. God though. Can you imagine? Imagine yeah. notes, cause think about notes when we did Fuller. I would oh, just yeah. be drawing boobs on Candace's script. And I was I was being Bob basically. I was just It was um it was terrible. And I have some video of it. You know, I know you guys don't do this you whole thing. You were a great documentarian of that. I know we should show oh, yeah. we'll get to that. I'll show some stuff that you guys maybe have never seen before and you can use it or however you want to do it oh, to make cool. this a special episode. Oh, um, I love it. I need to get away. I need to pack up the car and break free to embark on an adventurous weekend. What do you say, AB? Will you uh, will you come with me? Well, how will we get there, Jody Sweeten? Well, may I suggest the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Oh, I have seen this car. It is stunning. Right? I am loving the new Hyundais. And the features make it the perfect vehicle to pack up the family and get away. There's available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, which is perfect when you have two kids who both want to stare at their phones rather than talk to you. I speak Mm. from experience. (laughs) Relatable. 
The Santa Fe's entire existence is to make sure it can take you on any adventure, stress-free and ready to relax. Ooh, what do you say, Andrea? How about we like, you know, time travel isn't real, but what if we like take it back to the uh, the late 80s and go on a phone-free weekend somewhere? Oh, yes. Let's go. Let's go to Joshua Tree. <gasps> Where there's not even cell there's cell, no- cell phone service. Perfect. We let's go on a let's go on a little weekend trip somewhere. Yeah. Out. We'll make we'll make it like it's 1988. No yes. phones. No nothing. I'm gonna braid my hair into a rat tail and <laughs> bring a guitar to sing like a ripper. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna put my hair up in a scrunchie with my with perm my permed hair Ugh. and uh, head on out in in the Hyundai. So if you want to just escape your house filled with kids or your sister's widowed husband and your jingle writing partner, just go up to the snow and sing acapella with your Ripper's bandmates. This is the car to do it. Well, that is if you don't already own a motorcycle and maybe have a helmet. (laughs) Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. So Bob uh, was was that, and and you got in trouble a lot from your mothers. You know, it's like upstairs. Yep, yep. <laughs> but it was all loving, and he was pretty good around you guys most of the time. Although he was, you, know, you have stories. What was the what what was the what's one of the things that really stuck out to you, girls, that you didn't know was going on that you uh, found out later from the adults? Um, what? huh. Remember when Dave used to get massages before I the show? I was going to say yeah, the massage. I was going to say, I, I was like, do I say this? Do I not? My brain is there, was there too. I was yeah. like, well, did we mention yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think we probably knew how much like dating, debauchery, et cetera, was going on with you guys outside, you know, either with anybody on the crew or the cast or, but, you know, we were sort of oblivious to all of that stuff. Dating? Um, some of the True. stories that we heard. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if like there was anybody hooking up with each other Whoever or whatever your girlfriends Ooh. were or oh. not yeah. amongst our cast. I'm saying like, I don't know. I feel like I've heard stories of like, you know, certain like somebody that went out with a stand in or thought they were cute or that. I don't know. Stuff like that that you hear about. And you're like, oh, my God, Dave, you know, we would get massages before the, sh- right. the show. I wanted to really be relaxed. And so was, and we had this husband and wife team and. The husband, I think, usually would, would do Dave in the way. And then they were out of town, and so somehow somebody got this big, blonde, Swedish masseuse to come in instead of them and for Dave. And do you remember? I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but you know, it was showtime, and Dave's still up in his dressing room. That's right. Dave was in <laughs> yes. his room. We're like, we're like banging on the door. To, Dave, Dave. They sent me up for there intros. to, uh, what's that? <laughs> time for intros. Where's, Where's Dave? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was up there with the masseuse. I don't know what happened in there, but I did overhear, uh, <laughs> I was listening to the door. I was like, can I touch it? 
I don't know what she wanted to touch, but it was, I heard that. Um, just, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, yeah, I didn't remember that. Uh, yeah, I didn't learn that until um, 30 years later. Until <laughs> right now. Do you guys remember yeah, right. that I got a death threat? I do. I remember that. So you were getting death threats, yeah. which right. was probably by letters in, in the yeah. early 90s. It was not like, oh, yeah, no, there there was was some creative. So you were getting death threats. Yeah. So when they brought the audience in on that Friday night, like they set up metal detectors for right. the first time. Like yeah, this yeah. was this was unheard of back in the early 90s. And I could feel like this nervous energy all throughout backstage. We're like, uh. and then right before you went out for your intro, John, you did the sign of the cross. And then I think it was Bob, maybe was Dave, Bob. but I think it was Bob who leaned over to you and said, can I have your parking spot? <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. true. That's it. Yeah. That sounds like a Bob thing. I think that was, yeah. I think that was a Bob I thing. had some deranged idiot that was, he showed up on the lot across the street, you know, with the other. The, the, yeah, yeah. The, it was across from Sony. But it Culver, was where they had Culver the, Studios. Culver Studios. And he told somebody, they said, where, he said, where's John Stamos? And the girl said, I, I don't know. Luckily, she didn't say. And she said, why? He said, because I'm going to kill him. And then she went to get security, and then he was gone. And then, then he started calling the, 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 I had a whole chapter of this like in my Fuller book. Fuller House season three. <laughs> I, I had a whole um, chapter of this in my book, and I pulled it out. So this is a special, oh. whatever. Thing. Um, and so, yeah, so it was, and he was calling the hotline, and and I had an FBI agent with me, you know, twenty four hours a day. Yeah. And I was so stupid because I was trying to ditch him, and you know, and I got this. I remember when it happened. I got this weird, you know, summons up to Tom and Bob's office, and they're like, "Hi, John, John." You know, and there was, <laughs> if you remember their office, it would look like Willy Wonka's. You're you getting know, it, death yeah, there, yeah. There was candy <laughs> everywhere, and these weird little dogs that looked at you like you were poorer than them, and you were because <laughs> you, you know, were absolutely, yeah, yeah. They were like, and, um, they were like. John, we don't want you to worry, but you got a death threat. I'm like, what? Don't worry. What do you mean, don't worry? And they and they had this security guy there, Gavin DeBecker. Anyway. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Gavin. Yeah. That whole thing. I had to meet with Gavin they, a couple times. You did? Yeah. Yeah. So, I had it was death a, threats as a kid. You did? Or, yeah. Or, or, death threats. Or letters from men in prison asking for specific photos of, of us as children. Yeah. Okay. I had someone who was calling the stage, to the calling the set, the stage floor, and say and asking for my mom and somebody they connected it to my dressing room and they were like do you know where your daughter is right now we have her like really creepy stuff and uh yeah somebody was tried it to kidnap me i had it a, wasn't bob it was right? bob no uh, it was uh it was just a prank no uh then I, yeah i had a, a bodyguard it was actually henry kissinger's former bodyguard which had i known that now is a whole different situation oh. but yeah i had a bodyguard in new york because there was a guy that the fbi was following was trying to kidnap me it's weird wow. it's a weird way to exist mm -hmm. I know. I always had somebody that wanted to beat me up. Always. Until now, I think. I don't know. I had a bully. You know, when I was writing the book, I was trying to, you know, come up with as many relatable Yeah, were you my always life. John Stamos? No. Or were you, you know what I mean? You got bullied and you... Yeah. I mean, w well, when I... First of all, I was a dorky kid. I was... My mom, she's on a talk show saying it too. I just found it recently where she said I was so ugly that she covered my face with a blanket when she took me home oh. to, so the neighbors didn't see me. Oh, no. She's, someday he'll grow into his looks. I think she told him they got a pet monkey or something. But uh, <laughs> I wasn't the oh. best. I was a little, I wasn't a great looking baby. Okay. I'm telling you. I'll show you well, pictures. Okay. Yeah, everybody got, got to grow into their looks. True. It took me longer than, uh, okay. you know, I look like Rickles. Or and look at you now. Well, <laughs> but when I was sort of that m moment where I was coming out of the, caterpillar phase and into the butterfly phase or whatever 
the girls started, you know, it was in high school. No girls liked me. Nobody was interested in me. And then all of a sudden it just started to happen. It was so weird. And I remember, so this, um, I'm in marching band and this kid says, uh, hey, so-and-so, I know so-and-so's sister and she said that you're really cute and wants to go out with you. And I stopped in my tracks and the trombone guy hit me in the back or whatever. And I said, what? He goes, you can't tell anybody. I said, okay. And then that night I told everybody. It was a a party, you know, block (laughs) party. Right, 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 right. Turns out that the girl had a boyfriend, which I didn't know about, big football player, you know, on the football team. And um, I'm sitting in a car and he comes and knocks on it. I roll the window and I hide. Bam! Black punches me right in the eye, really hard. Black eye. And it was like, oh my God, this is the most humil. And it was, and back then there was no, the word bullying didn't exist, Mm -hmm. right? And, and, you know, and I was too embarrassed to talk to my mom and dad about it. I think they must have saw it, but. So, but I was living in fear because this guy was always after oh. me every time I would turn a corner. And I'll never forget it. It was, I, I walked into the bathroom and, and on it, he'd written on the mirror, I'm going to kill you, big nose. <gasps> and I'm looking at my face, this black eye, and I go, that's it. I've, I've got to do something. I've got to do something drastic. I've got to become famous. Ah. That was what went through my head. <laughs> and I thought, okay, if I become famous, I'll have bodyguards and they'll beat him up. And to be honest with you, like my whole, I remember each you know, level that I got, like, I'll get a TV show. I'll show that son of a bitch. I'm going to play with the Beach Boys and I'm going to invite him to the show and he'll come backstage. I'll be doing a drum solo and my bodyguards will beat him up. <laughs> and I swear, I, I that was going through my, my mind up until today. <laughs> but did you guys have anything that propelled you that Well, way? we have a special guest for you, John. Oh, come no. On, no just... <laughs> come on. I wrote a, I, I wanted to dedicate the whole book to him, but I'm not sure he could read. So oh. Did you- but I do look. All all is forgiven. Like we've all, you know, I've moved on. Obviously, it's it's, uh, uh, you know, I I got the last laugh. Probably I'm happy. Did you uh, ever try to find good. him or tell him any of this or give him a free copy of your book? Maybe I mean, right? Uh, well, like a phantom limb of a soldier in war. It's always gnawing at me. <laughs> I do wish right. I could. I haven't seen him, but if I do, I would I would be super gentleman. And say, hey, remember me, black eye? Oh yeah, hi. Um, you don't have to stand up. You don't have to clean the toilet. Stand up. Um, <laughs> I wanted to tell you, thank you. Uh, without you, I don't know if I would be where I'm at today. And you've you've done everything. You know, you've really propelled me. And I know we were kids, and it was a thing. And I'm sorry about that. You know, yeah. and uh, I wish you the best and walk away. Mm. But then I would turn around and say, um, but uh, you know, the, the girl that you was your girlfriend. I dated her for three years, and she said you were hung like a finch, a very oh. small finch. So, and then I would just walk away. That's sort of the scene away. that I was, yeah. Ta-da, that right. mic drop. Not that you've ever thought about that ever. No. Every <laughs> night before bed or anything. No, no, right. no. <laughs> so I tried to find those moments, you know. I put in a moment that got a lot of attention uh, about, um, I was madly in love with this girl, madly in love with her, and she broke my heart and, and she cheated on me. I walked in and I, she, they were right. asleep, but I saw four feet in the bed. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Then I ran out crying and running down the hall, down the uh, driveway. And you, you, the reason why I put that story in, because years later when we did Full House, I don't know if you girls knew this, the show was didn't do great the first season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We were barely, we didn't yeah, even we know were if we were going to get picked up for the back 13. Yeah, critics exactly. hated it. Well, the, oh yeah, we should talk about that. That never changed. <laughs> the, the, the back 13, though, before we got that, you know, Jeff went into to ABC um, and with Miller and Boyd, and they said, well, why should we keep the show on? Because we're thinking about canceling it. And they jiv-jived, and then they were leaving, and Dave, uh, Jeff said, I, well, I have an idea. Um, and then Tom and Bob were like, well, all right. And right. He, showed the, oh, no. he showed this guy, uh, anyway, he showed him a scene of me 
and Michelle and Dave when we were feeding her cough medicine. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it hadn't aired yet. And, and you know, look at the chemistry. Look at these guys. And, you know, and, and we're doing something that no other show has ever done before. And everybody was like, what have you done that no one's done before? Right. So we're, we're raising we a baby on television. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh. And that's how we got the back nine. But we still didn't do great. And so they said, you know, we're going to cancel you guys. Oh, no, no, no. But, okay, we're going to try one thing. We're going to try putting you on after one of our hit shows during the summer reruns. And if you get an audience and it looks like they're going to follow you, then we'll pick you up for season two. That show was Who's the Boss, starring Tony Danza. And Tony Danza was the one who was in bed with my girlfriend all those years. Well, giveth with one hand and taketh with the other. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So, who's the boss now? Well, anyway, so... Those are the things. So what else? But then it it took me, I stopped and thought about what the show meant to people. And like you said, the critics got in my ear. Mm-hmm. And I and I let mm-hmm. them. And, I, and most of the time I don't. And they've been very good to me for a lot of things. They love this book. And, you know, and then, you know, some they've, they've not liked, but that's, you know, whatever. Yeah. But they hated Full House. And, I, and, you know, they didn't think it was sophisticated, right? And it wasn't, right. you know... And there were shows like Seinfeld coming up and some of these other shows. And, you know, I felt like, why am I not on that kind of show? Um, what I realized when I was writing this is that in lieu of sophistication, there was sweetness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it gave a chance for the brain to step aside and for you to feel the heart to feel something uh, wholesome and good. Mm-hmm. And, and the show, watching the show made us made us think about the goodness in, in, in us, in the, in the viewer, right? Right. And, um, I mean, when did you guys come to it? I mean, like, as far as sort of reconciling with what the show was, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, it took me a while. It definitely took me a while. I think growing up on the show and going through all of my awkward phases, and I mean, you know, just all of the things that you get made fun of, your teeth, your hair, your clothes, your whatever dance move you know all of those things well, who was making fun of you there was no Everyone. social media back then thank god like, yeah but it was school. i mean i'd show up to school and mm. i would get you know apples thrown at my head at lunch and get tripped and get pushed and get stuff written on my locker and get, you mm. know and i went to public school half the time so it took a long time to kind of dis like Separate sort of from- pull all of that apart right um but now that I've gotten older, I think I've I've understand I, I understand what how special it is to have something that taps into that heart. And like you were saying, there's not a lot of shows that necessarily do that. And I've always said that the appeal of this show was the fact that we genuinely loved each other in real life and that the relationships you were seeing on screen were how we actually were together. And I, I've always said that that is why I think people really gravitated toward this show because they were watching an actual family exist. And, you know, yes, it was under cer- imaginary circumstances, but our relationships and love were real. Mm-hmm. And yes. it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I could really appreciate the specialness of that. And I think that's with most things, right? Like you're in your teens, 20s. This is stupid. This is lame. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know, and then you get a little older. You, I, you know, you have your own family or you just kind of settle in a little and you go, you know, that heart is actually really important. Yeah. It's really important. I say and... that there was no central character on the show. The central character yeah. on the show was love. Exactly. Yeah. And family. It was the couch. 
<laughs> well, you know that if we have John Stamos on, we had to turn it into a two-parter. Too much to go over. So tune in for our next episode. It's our first to be continued. More with Uncle Jesse next time. You can follow us on Instagram at HowRudePodcast. And you can email us at HowRudePodcast at gmail.com. And remember, the world is small, but the house is full. Booyah! This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.